three, four. The common counterpart. Welcome back to The Common Counterpart. I'm Mark. And I'm Josh. And this is episode 46. 46. Coming up on the big 5-0. Is that how you feel about... Life in general. Your age. <laughs> I've accepted it. I was an old man at God, probably my mid-20s. I kind of feel that way too. They say the nice way of saying it is you have an old soul. Yeah. Or you should have been born in the 30s. Yeah. And sometimes people tell me that I'm big boned. Mm, I'm not sure that's the same not thing. Not the same thing? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, really, you'd like to be an old soul? I think I am an old soul. But... I love to go to bed early. But you're, you're kind of a hipster. Not, and I don't mean that at, in the, in at the some pejorative. Point, well, at some point, the hipsters are going to be old. Yeah. Yeah, like the, like the baby boomers. But the baby boomers aren't cool anymore. I'll always be cool. <sighs> and in 30 years, your children and grandchildren will get to hear this. I don't think that my kids think I'm cool right now. Really? I don't know. I mean, what's cool? You ever hear, like, the stories of, like, celebrities and their kids, like, don't even recognize that they're famous or important? Those are my favorite. Such an ego trip. Like, just a check. Yeah. Like, you just, you you could be Iron Man, and your kids are like, eh, what's eh. for dinner, though? Yeah. Dad didn't give me three cookies. Yeah. Ah, I love it. Dude, we're back with a good one. We are. And and for all of those uh, listening, Mark has really been bringing the heat. This on, one's juicy. This is, because you've really surprised me with the last couple uh, ideas. Okay. Well, I speak truth here. We're pulling back the curtain. Way curtain, yeah. It's not on me. Curtain. Now it's... that I'm teaching this class again, uh-huh. AP Human Geography, mm-hmm. it just like puts me like back in that cycle. Got it. Like I'm, I'm searching for things now. So like now things that... are like falling into my lap. So now that you're getting paid, I'm gonna to try do this. I'm okay. gonna start trying. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and you and and um, it's uh, it's a trip. You, you want to tell these people what? So we are traveling today. Far away. The land of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And we are oh. talking about, we do you want to call it the official name? I think, yeah, let's go with official. Ah, I kind of just like the line. <sighs> well, what is, but the line is one of three, yeah? So the line is like the small, so the whole thing's a part of a larger, much bigger project. In, in Saudi Arabia. We are talking about a massive undertaking, billy, billy, billies. Of dollars. $500 billion, which we know is going to turn out to be $2 trillion. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about NEOM. NEOM. N-E-O-M. Yes. All caps, by the way. I was wondering if that was like a typo, but I kept seeing it in all caps. And then I was yeah. like, well, is it an acronym? And I could not find an acronym. Uh, no. Uh, it. I, I found this. Uh, they, they came up with a variety of terms and names and acronyms, and they finally came up with NEO being new, and then M is the first letter of the prince's name so i do love when there's a rhyme and a reason mm-hmm. we can't just be just pulling names out of the yeah. air yeah but we technically are just naming this area after it's the new first initial of the guy who thought it up that's okay <laughs> we at least have justification yeah so why are we talking about this so we are always always hashtag sustainable <laughs> in every aspect of our life and this came across my desk literally and figuratively about a new city, about mm-hmm. a future city. One of the things in class that we look at is city planning and the way that you build out a city, although sometimes, especially depending on where you live, it might feel random, there right. is a rhyme and a reason to the way your city is laid out. 
Correct. Where are the churches? Where is the city centers? Where do we have the neighborhoods? Where are the highways? Where Main are the freeways? Main street. Yeah. And the problem is, is cities typically don't just appear in their full form from the beginning. Mm-hmm. If they w- were, then our cities would look a lot cooler. Real quickly, wasn't Buenos Aires supposed to be the city of the future? I'll have to double check that. But I think they tried to do a master plan in the 60s of Buenos Aires. That does sound familiar. Yeah. I think if you can build it from nothing to everything, that's cool. But typically these things come in stages. Right. And let's be honest. The city you built in the 60s does not function well for the city of 2020. No. But Saudi Arabia is going to try. Yes. They are in the midst of constructing a futuristic 106-mile building? City building? Well, and the line. It City is City mirror? It is a giant, multi-story, uh, windowed, mirrored line across the desert, and it's supposed to be hashtag sustainable. Think of, like, skyscrapers on their side. Like, two skyscrapers yes. next to each other with, like, a middle section. Right. So they're making a giant Oreo sandwich. But instead of the the crunchy cookie bits, it's going to be skyscrapers. skyscraper windows reflection. And then what should be the uh, frosting center is going to be the living space of uh, um, travel, gardens, parks, parks. Um, you will be within five minutes. So if you're one of the lucky ones, to, uh, to, to get your golden ticket and you get to live in the line, uh, supposedly you're supposed to be within five minutes of anything that you could possibly want. But you do, from what I gather, you're supposed to stay in your section. There are rules. There are rules. Now, I don't see something like this working out too good in America. No, it would be really tough. Yeah. But when you first saw the mock-ups of this. It was pretty cool. I immediately thought of I had the same reaction as when I saw Elon Musk's like Cybertruck. Mm-hmm. You remember when you saw the Cybertruck for the first time <laughs> yeah. and you're just like I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't want any part of it. But then like after some like I don't know, some time and you let it kind of sink in, you're like, I don't know, maybe that's n- not the worst design I've ever seen in the world. And I'll be honest, I mean, I I thought CDs would go away. I thought the internet was a fad. I thought Netflix and YouTube were some of the dumbest things I'd ever heard of. And now, as I've grown up on all this science fiction, Star Wars and Star Trek and uh, uh, iRobot and stuff. Like Westworld. Like Westworld. All, all of these things. This is it. Dune. Yeah. Like, this is it. Science fiction is no longer science fiction. It's just science prophetic. It's just straight science. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. And I, I don't know how I feel about it. It's pretty insane. So the hard part about this episode is going to be to try to paint the picture of what this is going to look like. It's an Oreo cookie. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't really work for me. (laughs) This is 13 square miles. And I want you to imagine a single, like, tram. Yeah. And the entire city is built around the tram. And everything is in a straight line. Mm -hmm. It, It doesn't, there's no width. Right. The whole thing is just line. Right. So it's 20 minutes on this tram end to end. You know what this is? It's a cell block. Kind of. It really kind of is. Yeah. It's just, I think they were saying anywhere from nine to 12 stories. Okay. So my width that I saw, 656 feet. It doesn't seem long. 
It doesn't from seem side to side. It doesn't seem wide enough. It doesn't. Oh wow! But you're kind of. I don't want to say caged in because that gives the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. But there are these giant mirrors, and we're gonna have to talk about the environmental piece of that. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just kind of block you in. Right. But within that is supposed to be this utopia. Yeah. We have no cars. No. Yeah. Well, I, but and anything that does move would be electric. Yes. The idea here is that they call it a. Oh, let me find the term for it because I really love this term and I wanted to watch your eyes roll when I said it. <laughs> Sustainable? No, that one's too. That one's too on the nose. Equity. Fair. Quit just saying. Quit just saying <laughs> words. So um, some people have said that I'm kind of the skeptic and the conspira- conspiracy theorist. Which, by the way, there's no such thing as a conspiracy. Just like there's no such thing as a. Careful. Con- no such, no, no such thing as a coincidence. Mm. Mm. So I'm a coincidence theory theorist. Um, but what's amazing about that, it really is science fiction. And then you realize Saudi Arabia or maybe China are probably the only two countries who could make this thing happen. They have so much money. Um, and one of the things that really took my breath away is when uh, those involved in the, in the construction, they're going to make it. 100% renewable energy based. So Saudi Arabia, who gets to sell all their petroleum and make a ton of money, wants to turn this into a zero carbon city once it's built. Oh, that's what I had. Zero emission zero emissions living. Oh, I didn't mean Oh, I stole his thunder. Yeah, you got two before <laughs> me. So let's talk uh let's talk residents. Mhm. I got an estimation of 9 million people going to live here. And again, which would be an increase of 25% to Saudi Arabia's population. Oh, I didn't as know it that. stands. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yes. And you're not really living in a city as much as you're living in a sector. Well, it is a post-carbon eco-city. Post-carbon eco-city. And okay. Does that sound sciencey enough for you? It it does. It sounds like rainbows and unicorns. Well, for 700 billion dollars it better be. Yeah. And you know what? I I really do hope that it's a city of equity where we uh, uh, allow all people <laughs> to live in the line. Oh, it's going to, sir. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the types of things that they're talking about. We're talking about robot maids. Like Jetsons? Very much Jetsons. Okay. Here's the line's promise, and I know you're going to love this. <laughs> you guys should see. He is on fire. He has got all sorts of information. The line promises to have, quotes, the human experience at its heart, and there will be, quotes, progressive laws, and healthcare will facilitate, quotes, individual empowerment. Okay. All of the things you love about the world. I just, yeah. I, so what we're saying is humans cannot create a, a human enough experience, so we're going to go to a post-carbon, synthetic, hashtag sustainable environment that embodies the human experience it's simple that's all we're doing (laughs) okay you know what this sounds like this sounds like the beginning of the matrix it kind of does let's trick the smart people who have the money to come live here and they think that they're being kept safe from everything out there but in reality they're now stuck inside the line. Do you think that they just like looked at Dubai and said, "Hold my beer. Let me <laughs> want, so. let me one up you." Now, 
this was sort of tying back to a couple episodes ago. We are going to be controlling temperature mm -hmm. year-round. In Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia. And not with air conditioning, though. It's a very temperate climate. <laughs> <laughs> but not with air conditioning. They're gonna, there's some sort of design that, that draws air up and through so that because you'll be in the shade in the line, very seldom is the sun ever directly above you. I guess maybe that's one of the benefits. Correct. The problem is it's also going to cause a very large shadow to exist because you can't get rid of those walls. No. that are mirrored so yeah. now you're gonna have a long shadow that just exists like a sundial yeah but oh just a sundial God. that stays on the so shadow part now you ready for this mm -hmm. <laughs> one of their other promises where artificial intelligence will continuously learning predictive ways to make life easier Ooh. That's a hard pass for me. This is like when you make the robot life-size yeah. and you don't scale it. And you're like, mm -hmm. no, it's going to be fine. It's never going to turn on us. No, you'll be fine. Because uh, Hey, life's going to be easier. Right. Uh, yes, so I saw here artificial intelligence will monitor the city. Now, a city does not need monitoring. You know who needs monitoring? The people who live in the city. Did you ever, uh, did you ever read Mark Mason's second book? Remember the orange book? Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. And pretty much what he said is, uh, don't worry about it anymore. We're, we're all screwed. And pretty yes. much artificial intelligence is going to take over. Um, now, I am fascinated by this. I really do want to see this happen. I want to see what happens with uh, this utopian society. I mean, when you start talking about, like, vertically layering schools on top of apartments, on top of, mm -hmm. on top of business. And, and I've got a question, though, Mark. Will you be able to leave? Like, would you want to leave? Well, that's... <laughs> what do you think? What, could you imagine living in a place like this? I don't know. It's, it, to me, it sounds almost like, one, too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And what I've found is the more technology you infuse, the more often you have issues. And when you have too much technology, small issues become big issues. Mm -hmm. this, even just this idea of climate control... It's you're gonna need it, right? Out there, you're out by the Red Sea. Like this yeah. is not an area that has great climate. So what happens when that system goes down? How upset are those people gonna be? And how oh. fast does that utopia turn into a dystopia? Dystopia, and that's and, and and really a utopian society quickly becomes somebody else's dystopian, um, because when, <laughs> what happens when you don't pay your bill? <laughs> or, yeah, or, I'm not. I'm, I mean, hey, you're also in Saudi Arabia. So let's be careful. Well, that's another question. So this is a very, very uh, advanced opinion or, or, or idea. And not only is the line a part of it, but there's also what, the octagon. Yeah. So there's this is part of a the, – the NEON project is much larger. And I right. guess this was announced in 2017. And this is just one of the little pieces of it. Mm -hmm. So when we look at this thing collectively overall, this is like – I, I wrote down this is an identity piece. Okay. It's a country within a country. Now, I'm a history guy. Mm -hmm. Countries within countries typically don't work very well. Sounds like a phenomenal idea. Yeah. When you start becoming the other. Uh -huh. Like Jefferson, you, California? You start pitting people against each other. Okay. They said that residents here will be called Neomians, not Saudis. That okay. could be a problem. That could be. So you're, 
you, you're living in a city that was paid for by the resources of the country you are no longer a part of. And when you need them, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I thought you don't call yourself Saudis. Yeah. You're not part of us. You wanted to be different. You wanted to be separated. Mm-hmm. Now, environmentally, my friend, Okay. let's talk about this. Okay, so when we talk about sustainability, the climate is not sustainable. Climate changes. That's, I mean, there, there's floods, there's droughts, there's sea level rise, sinking, there's extinctions. And so the climate on its own can be a bit temperamental. To then tell people we can control the weather, we can control humidity, uh, we'll be able to control the rate at which you move and spend money and, and, and you know, work and, and, and vacation. I can't imagine how this would work big picture. Now, listen, we did the, were you alive when they did the biodome? That the movie with Polly Shore? Oh my God, I can't, I, I, I just can't. <laughs> I know you love that movie. I never saw it. Oh. I wanted to see it, and then it's I like ju- it's up your alley. Yeah. You science people don't have a lot of movies. Um, we have a ton of movies. Osmos- Osmosis Jones? That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Inner, inner world, uh, well, Jurassic Park, come on. And then everything Avengers is, is totally science. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so bio, they, they didn't, couldn't even do biodome. And that um, was on a such smaller scale. Such a small, and yeah, I guess the water went bad or the plants started to die. Um, well, we also have a mirrored finish. And yes. I don't know a lot about birds, but they were saying this is going to create major <laughs> issue for fly zone for birds. Is Saudi Arabia a giant avian? Uh, well, you're near the Red Sea, at okay. least part of it. So I'd imagine you'd have something. But just in general, like, isn't this probably not great for the animals in the area? Yeah, well, yeah, you're right about the birds. And then um, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, there's an area in town that has a bunch of glass buildings. And when the sun hits those windows just right, they've melted parts of cars' interiors. Just the reflection and the, and the, and the collection. Heat. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious, what's going to happen to any, any animal life? What's going to happen to the water on that side of the mirrored city? It, it doesn't seem like, we talked about batteries and we've talked about solar and mm-hmm. all of these things. This just seems like this is going to be a real big piece of recycling after we're done and right. we're not going to have anything to do with it. And I was wondering, because I didn't see any mention of it, but um, weren't there other artificial places? Was it in uh, Dubai, um, the Palms, the, the, the globe, the world, these places where they took, they just took sand and they extended a, a new island-like area where they put houses. Yeah, it's like the reclaiming. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember hearing how well, how successful those were. I mean, I think short term, they've been all right so far. Hong uh-huh. Kong did a lot of that as well. You know, you run out of space. You got to start creating your own. Right. But... I think that when you when you look at the pictures, it looks photoshopped because it is in the middle of nowhere. That's a major problem. Yeah. Just looking at the local government, looking at the contested areas, mm-hmm. looking at your people are going to have their eyes on this for yeah. both good and bad reasons. And there's no way you can't go through the line. No. So if you're on the 
land side of the line, you have to go around the line. There's no crossing the line. I don't think there's going to be a door that allows you to go from the land side of the line, walk through the line, and then be on the water side of the line. I, I do kind of like the no car thing. Really? I, I would be a big fan of efficient public transportation. And what would that look like? Well, it's got to work. Uh-huh. And they're saying that you can get anywhere within five minutes that you need to go. Right. I'm in on that. Now, I'm put one of those little um, those airplane, uh, the airport belt things. The little walkers. Oh, yeah. The what, what, moving sidewalk. Yeah, I love those things. And if you're in a hurry, you can run. You, feel like, the- you're, you feel like you're going very fast. <laughs> uh, now, this isn't the first time they've tried to design a city like this. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there are a couple of examples. There was a famous sort of city planner... Spaniard, really early on, I think 1800s, who kind of had a similar idea. So this isn't something that are has... Me, are you setting me up for a joke? No, not okay. at all. This is real. All right. It's not something that has never been done before. And then I also read that there was a little bit of this in the United States at one point. Stop. I swear. There was a, there was a section of the United States where, and I think you can still see it, there's sort of like these lines and they're... Let me find some details. They are lined by like these very specific houses and they go like, it was basically meant to be like a lined, not a corridor, but almost like a lined portion of a city. So this idea of a line is not new. Okay. But it, we don't know the other two cities, so it obviously didn't work out very well. No, and then the, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this idea of, so there you are, you're living, and it really does feel more like a, a, a prison cell block. In fact, I think you might have more width in prison in a prison cell block. Well, that's not a good selling point, is it? Yeah, but the point is, if you're going to live in the line, do you need a lavish home? You know, you, you need a place to, you know, sit, bathroom, small kitchen, maybe a small bedroom— but I, I believe the idea is, is that you will be a citizen of the line, and you will you will use their restaurants, you will use their gyms, you will use their parks. Yeah, you got to buy in. Right, but then you're not really going there to buy real estate for you. You're going to be a part. You, you want to be a part of this this utopian neomian citizenry. You want to be chosen. Oh, you want to be the neo. And do we know? Do we know how? Uh, I don't know how you get to go in. No, but I did find my info on our U.S. version. So 1910, guy named Edgar Chameless took a map and a ruler and drew a straight line from the Atlantic coast to West Virginia and then to the Mississippi, across the prairies to the Rockies, and then down the beaches of the Pacific. One straight line. Yeah, so it's like the whole thing, right? So in this idea... (laughs) What was his name? Edgar... Chambliss, C-H-A-M-B-L-E-S-S. So this this line was a continuous street of two-story houses that were supposed to be built on top of a triple-decker stack of railroad lines. So this this is, uh, just imagine this, this is the nightmare. Now, this didn't come to be, but it was going to be called (laughs) Road Town. (laughs) Such a terrible name. Road Town. Now, guess who he had the backing of? What year was it? 80... 1910. 1910. Oh, uh, gosh. Please don't say Roosevelt. No. Oh, good. Thomas Edison. <sighs> so 
swing and a miss. Interesting though, right? Yeah. Now this was like supposed to be like presented at the World's Fair, 1939. This is what he wanted to do. Uh, but it didn't work out. It doesn't sound like a good idea. Unfortunately, he killed himself in 1936. So the, I'm, I'm assuming the funding dried up. Not all's well that ends well. But it wasn't the first person to think of a linear city. It would. Now that you've said it, it would be interesting to see if there's any uh, anything left over. Did did somebody jump in on this and, and try to get a piece of it started? Yeah. I mean, it's just an idea, but it's still pretty crazy. I think the one earlier, I think it's 1860s. I think that one actually got off the ground a little bit. That's crazy. But I'm looking this up thing up now, um, and uh, the linear city has been a a thing for some time. The the idea, and technically, you do have a wall, so. Not that you're going to for protection though. Yeah. It's nice. Um, no one's really attacking Saudi Arabia. Really? No. No. No, not Should really. Should be alright. But this, this, this road town does remind me of that really bad movie, where um, all of the cities uh, were on giant monster truck <laughs> chassis. Just Mad Max. What are we talking no, about? No, it was here? it was like London was on a on a giant car and then. Hey, they sounds would go like around. a great film. Oh my gosh, it was so. I tried to watch it, and you know me. I have an I have an addiction. If if I start the the film, you gotta finish. I gotta finish it. I, I walked away. I couldn't do it, and I don't regret it. Mm. So 1882, Spanish town planner Arturo Soria thought of this idea around Madrid. Thought about buying the land on the outskirts of Madrid to test this up, but the land value soon got too expensive and his experiment got swallowed up but he wrote about a linear city as well so again not a new idea and you know what i but I, is it better to be outside like if they did make a good choice you don't have this sort of looming doom that you're going to get swallowed up by something else true i mean this thing is in the middle of nowhere yeah and it is right by the ocean and it does raise a question well you got to have water you do have to and they're going to have to desalinate the water yeah. So, um, yes, you have water, great, but you do have a ton of salt. Now, do you got some skeptical eyes because we're building this near the ocean? I do. Um, there are some people, and I don't know if you've heard about this, uh, but there are some people who are under the impression that sea levels will rise 30, 40 feet. If I <laughs> were to invest in a approaching $1 trillion real estate venture, if I really thought sea levels were gonna rise, would I build it next to the ocean? Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Neomians uh, buy into a sea level rise. Okay, well, maybe but they will have the last laugh. Maybe, they, or, or the people who get the first two uh, uh, floors will have uh, aquarium-like windows. And the others will have beachfront property. Beach <laughs> It's gonna be very fun. So uh -huh. if you haven't checked it out, look at it up. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah. It, N E O M. Yeah. The line is one or segment. Or the line. Uh, then there's the octagon. It has like 400 million plays. So there, the website's fantastic. Yeah, because we want to believe humans can do this. Yeah, it's definitely intriguing. Mm-hmm. Now before we go, let's hit him with a little bit of wisdom of the week. Oh, uh, Mark, you just you know how to take the new and the old. It's what makes you such a classy guy. Um, one of our uh, uh, historians, John Winthrop, from way back when, once said, we shall be as a city upon a hill. The eyes of all people are upon us. 
We're looking. Well, yeah, we are. And I we're awaiting. Okay. It keeps getting pushed back, but it looks like 2030. Not I can't that far. wait. It's not, it's not that bad. I can do that. Pack your bags, baby. We're going. We're going. All right, y'all. See ya. See ya.